Should we try this again then? Probably should, really, shouldn't we? <laughs> now that we're suitably prepared. Yeah, very prepared, as always, in our two-minute pre-production, whatever you want to call it. Hey, I, I sat down for at least 15 minutes, 10 minutes ago, to write down some prep. <laughs> this week, I've actually written down, I think, maybe more prep than I've done for every other show combined, because it was just ridiculous. I remember when we first sat down, I had, like, sheets and sheets of prep, like, stats and standings <laughs> and this, that and the other. And now, like, it's a treat if I write down, like, a couple of thoughts. <laughs> Maybe you can start a blog like Friedman. Yours will be, like, two and a half thoughts or something like that. And <laughs> <laughs> Patterson's a good hockey player. Thought number one. <laughs> Thought, yeah, thought number two has to be like an offshoot of that because it's never 31 <laughs> original thoughts is it Patterson like... wears the number 40 which is higher than the number 39 <laughs> yeah that could be my half thought uh, no your half a thought should then just be half a sentence <laughs> and then it should be oh something else I was thinking this week and it just stops that's it <laughs> Nothing else. we're talking to someone about Peachy already this week done <laughs> that, that was it that was it I can't oh, imagine anyone talks to about Pete Chirelli as much as we do. We love that guy. I love that guy. I um I play roller with a he's a guy from Massachusetts who's an Oilers fan. He's told me before wow. but I, I forget why. And um I'm always talking to him about Pete Chirelli. Or or rather we're always talking about how he doesn't want to talk about Pete Chirelli. And then um proceeds to have some, some severe NHL therapy. We need to get that guy in the show. For his NHL therapy. It, yeah. We could offer it as like a service. <laughs> yeah. Do you... Um, I realised I was going to... There was something I was, I was actually going to ask you. Not hockey related, but do you do, do you guys do fireworks yet? Are you a big firework family? Oh, mate. Like, I loathe fireworks now. Like I, <laughs> I, used, I used to be indifferent to them. And as a... Um, I'm still sort of indifferent to what they actually are. I've yeah. taken them or leave them. They're... They're all right, but whatever. But yeah, now now that we've got Luna, and like there's a dog in the house as well, so uh, yeah, yeah, there it's it hasn't happened this year, but just the risk of her waking up because fireworks are going off and then the dog's going mad, it's just like ah, uh, yeah, it's really annoying. And like part of me thinks should we really be allowed them privately? Because you think you're in such close quarters to other people and you're just letting off really loud bangs. It's just... Eh. I know I know, I know. Just, in my heart of hearts I'm just being a grouch because it negatively affects me more than other people. But still, fuck the rest of you. It's all about me. I just feel as well that there are so many people I know who should not be allowed to handle things that can explode mm. in your face. I just <laughs> think like you guys should not be having fireworks at all. For for all intents and purposes, they are explosives. Yeah. Just because they're nicely coloured explosives doesn't mean they're they're not dangerous. Maybe that's why these terrorists are missing a trick. Maybe when they try and you know like blow up buildings and stuff like that, it should make it all sparkly and like Oh my god, that one's red. Oh, just use, ah. just use loads of fireworks. Yeah, to get a firework company to make their you know, to make their, uh, make their, to make their terrorist bonds for them. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I feel like, or at least I'd hope that most sort of security agencies are on to the idea of making bombs in a firework factory. No, I think I think so. They're around. I think it's genius. I think they're just hiding in plain sight. I think it's so obvious that no one's ever looked in there. That's where they're all being made. 
Bloody Saudi, Saudi Arabian firework factories. <laughs> oh, you, you can't move in Saudi Arabia for fireworks, mate. They're everywhere. <laughs> I feel like we're right on the edge of this becoming an, an extremely uh, racist and xenophobic conversation. If, if <laughs> yeah. there were other people present, I think we'd have already devolved into... Well, I, not we. They would have devolved into uh, some quite savoury remarks. Yeah. My granddad, maybe. Between, as we discussed at that time. My, my <laughs> father-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, am I anti-fireworks or not? Do you know what? That's... I'm okay because my daughter's at an age now where it's um, like anything like that, she just sleeps right through. So it doesn't bother me. And you haven't got a dog? And we've No, definitely not. And we're never going to get a dog either. Oh, really? Just... Is, is Sarah not a dog lady? I'm not a dog. I'm not a dog guy. I'm a cat guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course you are. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> of course you bloody are. I love the way you did the disdain in your... Yeah, of course you are. The disdain in your voice. I don't, I don't, I don't mind cat cats. Like, I'd, I'd like to have a cat at some point. I'm just sort of like a um, bit nonplussed when it comes to owning animals, full stop, really. Like, yeah. Do you know what? If I never do it, it'll be, I'm not, you know, I won't be bothered. But I grew up with loads of cats. My mum was like crazy cat lady. So... I kind of had my fill of walking downstairs at seven o'clock in the morning and standing in cat sick or something and just think, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, I kind of had this. my fill of that. Yeah. Like, because I used to I used to make sure the cats, you know, didn't go in the kitchen. They were kind of enclosed. But mum would just let them run around the house. So I'd Did... come in the house and they'd just be sat on the side. I'm like, mum, like, I cook food on here. Like, for fuck's sake. Did you yeah. raise you like a cat? Uh, just treat you as an extension of a collection of cats. To be fair, I think she, I think I wish she'd raised me as a cat. It would have been better than what I got. <laughs> would have been more humane. Yeah, it would have been more humane if I'd if I'd have been raised as a cat. I think I'd have had a happier childhood. Jesus. Yeah, but I'm not anti. I'm not an anti dog guy. I like dogs, but um, I'm way more into cats because they're just such pricks, and I fucking love it. I just it just made me laugh so much. This is circling back to your love of hate. It is. It's true. Yeah, I think that's why I like cats, is because I know that deep down they kind of despise me a little bit. <laughs> I think maybe maybe I needed that kind of feeling in my life sometimes. <laughs> and that, that's what you want out of your, your relationships, personal or impersonal. Oh, oh God, yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, my wife can't stand me, I'm sure of it. But, you know, that's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that's all she's getting oh. out of it, too. It's like, oh, I just want someone around that I can fucking despise and then make any time away from him seem better because he's not there. I make yeah. That's how I make her life better. It's it's by not being around her. <laughs> you are you are the bad thing. I am the bad thing. Oh, no, you're not talking about Peep Show, are you? I remember the bad thing. <laughs> oh my god, oh. the bad. Was that um? Is that what you didn't say it? Uh, oh, I'm trying <laughs> yeah, to with Ollie or Jez whatever his name hands. is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, yeah. The bad I thing. remember the bad thing. Ooh. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> A good well, thing, on though. On the back of that, then. Just saw. Uh, <laughs> oh, go on. A just saw thing, Tyler yeah. Sagan break his um, break his ten game goal drought. Two one stars over over San Jose. That's what you pay over nine million for, isn't it? Don't fucking give me that shit. Don't start. Hey, it's three one. Go on, boys. Oh, Miro, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, of course. Well, it's it's, it's part of the course, really. <laughs> give give a player who scores lots of goals a fat contract, and then they forget how to score goals. Yeah. Well, because now he can relax. Now he's really made his money. So he's, he's fine now. He, yeah, he's, he's as safe as safe can be. 
Yeah, I mean, this is and technically in with this contract, it's, it, this is the most money he'll ever have in his life. So this is now the time where he can truly just chill out, relax, go fishing. You know, put a shift in now and again, but you know, one bounce if a puck bounces in off his arse at some point along the way, I guess you know it's just a bonus, isn't it? He can still get bought out though, can't he? Yeah, oh, what would a what would a buyout on a nine million contract be? That's that, a is, question. that is a question, isn't it? That's probably a question know. we should ask in, ask in the show, isn't it? Well, maybe that's a question for people who are actual professionals. Maybe we should message that to 31 Thoughts and like they'll do it for us. Nah, stuff that. This week, Jeff Skinner, one of the Buffalo's Wild Wings, gets three points in a 9-2 crushing of the now public transport using Ottawa Senators. Over in the West, we've had Arizona versus Carolina in the Battle of the Breakout Stars. Guilford's own Brendan Pierlini scored a goal, second of the season, to uh, drive Arizona to a 4-3 win in overtime. Coincidentally, the end of Sebastian Ajo's assist, gate, assist streak, which left him one shy of the NHL record. The Toronto Maple Leafs players' wives are clearly getting nervous, as their husbands just love playing away from home. A 5-0 battering of Pittsburgh, one of the highlights. Over in Edmonton, the visiting Chicago Blackhawks put up a goose egg and they lost 4-0 to the home Oilers, which featured one secondary assist from Connor, Connor McJesus. I wonder how this will turn out for the Blackhawks. Thomas Shabbat collecting points like the Sens collect embarrassing headlines, as he now has the most points by a Sens D-man in history through the first 16 games of the season. Days later, an hour south, Chicago visit Calgary and unfortunately ends 5-3 to the Flames and potentially leads to the exit of jo- coach Joel Grenoble. Mike Sully-Sullivan is having trouble landing that Pittsburgh plane on a river as they lose five straight for the first time since December 2015. On the Pacific coast, we have the most lacklustre battle of California in years, ending in a 4-1 win for the LA Kings over the Anaheim Ducks. Both teams absolutely squandering the early parts of the season. Who knows how that'll end for them. You know the old saying, no man is an island, but if you tie lots of dead ones together, they make a pretty good raft. And somehow, Barry Trotz is keeping his island men near the top of the Metro <laughs> Division. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> uh. Okay, alright. I'm in. I'm in. Come on, last one. Finally this week, we've had Elias Pettersson scoring his 10th goal of the season, absolutely tearing away as a rookie. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for the Vancouver Canucks to lose 3-2 to the Detroit Red Wings in a shootout. Could this be the end of the Canucks' surge to begin the season? That was your smooth recap. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Okay, no, that is. I enjoyed that. I don't know I if smooth's that. the word, I, word I'd use for that. <laughs> well, it's sticking. If you, <laughs> That's it. If now. you tie enough dead men together, you make an island. No. That is... No man is an island, but if you tie lots of dead ones together, they make a pretty good raft. <laughs> 
I, d- I don't think it would. Oh shit! It's a breakaway. I don't think it would make a good. Oh, saved by Kudobin. I don't think it would make a very good raft because my understanding is that dead men are relatively heavy and don't really float that they well. Float, don't they? Do they? Once they're dead, yeah, they get all the gas comes into the stomach and they float. You must see. You must see on cop shows and those like they always have the bodies like chucked in a river and they always end up floating to the surface at like the yeah. most inopportune moment. That's uh, true. Most of the cop shows I'm watching have uh, cement shoes attached to their dead bodies. Oh, f- yeah, fair point. Sleeping with the fishes. I like I like cop oh. shows with efficient criminals. <laughs> efficient, as opposed to an inefficient criminal, just kind of lazes around. Yeah, I might rob a bank. I don't know. Just... Oh no, an, an inefficient criminal that would let his his murder victim's body float up to the surface of the River Thames. Dude, it happens. You see it in shows all the. You always, think, you always hear about bodies being washed. Well, I do because of the circles I kind of mix in, as in the podcast <laughs> I listen to. I came out wrong. You always hear about bodies like washing up and stuff, don't you? Yeah, and they're, they're the victims of in, inefficient criminals. Well, that's a fair point, I suppose. I can't really argue with that. All right. You're trying your hardest, though, aren't you? I was trying to convince you, yeah. I like a battle sometimes. As I've mentioned, I am married. Have you uh, dis- decided who's winning the Stanley Cup this week? Um, I, I do know who's winning the Stanley Cup, and I think it's quite a, quite an obvious one this this week. Um, a team has absolutely run away with it. If we were giving out the cup this week, it would be to the Ottawa Senators. Um, <laughs> That's who I picked. <laughs> it's then then you must know that it's obvious. A team that goes through this much hardship bounces back at the end. We've all seen the film. This, they're, they're going for yeah. a really rough patch, rougher than I'd argue any Hollywood sports team has ever gone through, and they're going to bounce true. back and win it all, win the big one. That's amazing. Yeah, I had a yeah the uh, the new official sports team of the Lyft app, the Ottawa Senators. Oh, Senators you motherfucker! Oh, did you have that as well? <laughs> well, I was I was going to say this week I'm relegating Uber Ottawa because that is now a Lyft city. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I had that the senators are a dirty piece of grubby coal, and you know what happens when you squeeze a piece of coal under immense pressure? You get a diamond at the end, and that diamond is going to be Lord Stanley. <laughs> it's going to be wedged into their cup rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then then who's so, getting relegated yes. this week, Dan? If it's if it's not Uber, it's not Uber. No, it was kind of a uh, half serious. It was the in the shade. Of the uh, of the better birds from Washington, the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, can't buy a bucket at the moment. So I was wondering how long it's going to be till crazy old Uncle Jim decides to uh, start making some sweeping changes. It's going to, which uh, he has been threatening for like six weeks. Well, it seems to like it seems to me that it is a season, not uh, not to be jolly, Dan, but to fire your coach. And if there's one thing that Jimmy Rutherford loves, it's firing his coach mid-season. That's true. Man, imagine like Mike Sullivan getting fired. Like like one, one good season, and then a bad start, and he's gone. Would, There's no way this fire Sullivan. No way. No, well, no, but he's been around for he's been around for what? This would be. No, it'd only be yeah. No, this would be his third full season, wouldn't it? Uh, yes. Because he came through halfway <laughs> yeah. through sixteen seventeen. Halfway through his first cup, then full yeah. seventeen full 18. season. Yeah, right. they won the cup. And then the next full season, they lost to the Caps. Yeah, so 15, 16, 16, 17, 17, 18, and now we're at 18, 19. So yeah, didn't it be like the start of his, like... Yeah, this, this is the start he, of his third season. Is no. it officially the start of the season? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, if he, if he gets to January, then he'll have done three full seasons. Yes, yes. Yeah, and the, <laughs> he's won two cups already. <laughs> Nutter. Do you um, be mad? I hope, do you know what? I hope, they, I hope they sack him now. That'd be awesome. I hope they sack him and they replace him with Michelle Terrien to start their cycle over again. <laughs> okay then, well, so who are you? Uh, who are you starting and scratching this week? Let's go. With your starts first. Who, what are you starting this week? Uh, I'm starting uh, in an unconventional move. I'm going to start an article written for the Athletic by Daniel Nugent Bowman. The article nice. is titled "Is Peter Chiarelli Prepared for the Challenges of Building a Contender <laughs> Around Conor McDavid?" I saw you uh, tweet this. <laughs> this is a, this is a question that was asked in the past week, and I want to start this article because the question does need to be asked. And kudos to Daniel Nugent Bowman for having the guts to ask this question four years too late. <laughs> it is still a hot topic, and it is still a, an answer that we don't necessarily have. But I, I think I think a lesser man, such as myself, I wouldn't, you know, like the nervous kid in, in class who's, who's worried about being wrong, I wouldn't want to answer, ask that question. That's it's an it, amazing question. It's like brazenly <laughs> handing in your homework like four days late. There you go. <laughs> Done it. All right. Um, I'm starting this week. You know I love my crazy little stats. The Tampa Bay Lightning and Ottawa Senators played each other in both of their 2000th regular season game. So they both hit 2000 games at the same time and played each other. Did they um did they start in the same season then? Wow, that's what I I'm just again. Last, I must have. As I said last week, as I said last week, I write these things down off Twitter and take them as gospel. So yes, well they did. <laughs> I do, yeah, they they absolutely must have. I, if if I didn't something's gone completely awry in the schedule. <laughs> yeah. And I'd also like to think that it's uh, the, the NHL fixture people looked at this and thought, oh my God, Tampa Bay and Ottawa could play each other at the same time in their 2000th game. But I actually don't believe that happened. I yeah, believe I'd... that they just put the fixtures together and then a random fan went, oh, did you know this? And they went, oh my God, no way. And they just, that was it. Yes, we did. See, that's crazy to think because I'm watching last night's Sharks game, Shark Stars, as I, as I mentioned earlier. And that's Shark Joe Stars. Thornton's 1500th game. And that's just a bit weird to think that he's a player that's only played 500 games less than two teams in the league. And he's played, <laughs> more, he's played more games than other teams in the league. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, oh, pl- it's mess in my head. multiple teams. So what, he's played more games than what the Wilds, the Jackets, uh, the Jets. Jets. The Knights, obviously. Knights, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just odd. The Predators? Has he played more games than the Predators? No. I don't think so. I think he's got to be closer, anyway. isn't he? Crazy. Uh, what else you starting? What else you got? Uh, that's all I've got, to be honest. I, um, you got, yeah, I went for I quality two, I over quantity. That's fine. I got two then. Um, I had Brian Boyle on hockey fights, Cantonite in Pittsburgh, scoring his first ever hat-trick. Come on, mate. What, which like, that's, that must is fairy be, tale stuff, isn't it? I mean, sometimes, like, you know, I'm I'm not a, uh, a believer in any kind of higher power, as you know, but... <laughs> I was about sometimes to say exactly this. Yeah. Sometimes things happen and you think, hmm, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's a bit too a much guy who's had cancer scores his first ever hat trick on cancer kind of awareness night. Yeah, okay. To uh, to extend our podcast streak of talking about my dad, this is the sort of thing <laughs> that I would say to my dad 
quite, isn't that a crazy coincidence? And he'd give me a wry smile and say, you might think it's a coincidence, William. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He'd give you that all-knowing dad look and be like, coincidence? (laughs) All right, fine. Then pump his chest twice and point to the point to the clouds, (laughs) like a nineties gangster. Well, like like a football player does after he scores a goal when one of his relatives have died. He's like, "That was for you." Like, thanks. (laughs) He he just does it every time he every time he schools me. (laughs) Yeah, big man. That's for you. That's for you. I'll. I'll, uh... (laughs) Oh, I don't. Whatever. I don't know what I was going to say there. But I do, I need to uh, I need to do my next starter and my first scratch uh, next to each other. So I'm going to do my first start, my next start, my last starter. Sorry, Christ, get my words out. You got a whole scratch. line full of starters. I well, yeah. So my final starter this week was fans who go to all the games. I absolutely appreciate the fact the effort it must take because I was watching. Um, Ottawa Buffalo last weekend and oh my god there were some Ottawa fans there and I just thought at what point do you just go that's it I'm done I can't take this anymore I'm sorry now I get it there's all this like oh you're a fair weather fan I think that's ridiculous I think if you're a fan of a team if that team's a fucking absolute dross and a mess why should you go why should you give them your money to say I'm giving you financial compensation for you being a terrible franchise. So, but but then there are fans who do it, and I absolutely appreciate those fans for going to every game, sticking by their team, and seeing their way through it. Now, I'm going to scratch. All right, go on, go on. I need to scratch fans who go to every game and stick by their team <laughs> and see their way through it because they must be out of their fucking minds. <laughs> Why are you so fucking stupid if your team is that bad? Don't give them money. Don't give them money. You clearly need a maintenance day. You're fucking crazy. You're crazy. Your team is shit. Why would you keep giving them money? Just to just just accept the shitness. It's it's a hard one though, isn't it? Because it's like a... um, It's sort of a vicious cycle, really. Because if you don't give the... If you vote with your feet and vote with your wallet and don't go to the games when the the team's crap, that's going to reduce the revenue for the team. And subsequently, for certain owners, especially Ottawa in this case, are probably going to put even less money into the team because they're not getting anything out of it. And equally, you know, if you keep paying and going to the games, you're, you're potentially perpetuating mediocrity, which is a bit poor. I mean, it is a double-edged sword, Will. That's why, you know, it was a starter and a scratch because I couldn't kind of decide what it's side good, I was on. So. It's, it's good. It was very appropriate. And on the yeah. on the subject of specifically Senators fans going to games or not going to games. Have you heard about um, the the situation with the buses in Ottawa? Uh, no. Go on. Well, as, as many people know, the, the Canadian Tire Centre where the Senators players is in a suburb of Ottawa called Katana, Katana, Kanata. It's in a suburb of Ottawa, about 40, 40 minute drive away, I think, from, from the city okay. centre. And... Um, they they have regular bus routes out there for for senators games, and this year they've actually reduced the number of buses they're sending out there because oh. the attendance to senators games is so poor. Oh my god! It's kind of beautiful, oh my isn't god. it? It never ends. It's like a, the butterfly effect. Oh, that's a terrible effect. Ah, oh. the worst. Okay. I, I mean, at least there aren't any dogs getting beaten up in in sacks. Um, speaking of things that I'd rather see. 
or yeah, I'd rather see a dog get beaten up in a sack than these things. I'm scratching this week the NHL 19 Digital 6 jerseys. Have you seen these, Dan? I have indeed. Have you ever have it's... you been able to see anything else since? Have you raked your eyes out? <laughs> Do you know what? I don't mind. I think the Leafs one's really cool. But oh, I see, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that because the the one that I is see this is it like it's it's kind of all right because it's like the Canada Canada Cup seventy six jerseys, aren't they? Yeah. Those ones are the big red maple leaf. So I kind of gave those a pass at the start, but the rest of them are diabolical. Absolutely, like the the Hawks ones are just despicable. I can't. I can't understand what I'm looking at here. Um, the the Rangers one is they're just they're like really bad creator team jerseys. I mean, obviously speaking from a, a Bruins standpoint, that Bruins one looks, looks like it's been done by a kind of twelve year old. I just the the Bruins awful. one is all, see every, each each jersey is almost like the, it's almost all right, but they it's like at the last minute they took a swerve into like just disgusting. Like the the Red Wings yeah. one, perfectly fine. I don't know about the use of their their standard logo with that stripe. It's a bit busy for me. But then they throw those bloody barber pole socks on them. It yeah, looks ridiculous. Socks are terrible. The Bruins one, it's just too much going on. Like those stripes coming all the way up to the nipples. That's just too much if you ask me. Um, and then there's all the stars around the B. Yeah, I don't, again, like, that's sort of all right, but it does nah, look a bit. I don't like any of that. It looks a bit S and M, doesn't it? I wasn't going to go there, but okay. imagine if they're like studs <laughs> and it's all leather. That's that's what we give you the vibe of. Yeah, Shit, you, yeah, you no, know, you know okay, what I'm okay. getting at. I'm there now. I'm with you now. And uh, oh, I won't waste any more breath on the rest of these absolute abomin- abominations. But yeah, I'm going to scratch them. Scratch these jerseys and then scratch my eyes out so I never have to risk seeing something so ugly ever again. Nice one. Any more scratches for you? Uh, no, I'm all scratched out, thanks. All scratched out. Okay, I had one more scratch, which is a uh, PC gaming, which can just fuck right off. Because uh, <laughs> it's just a massive scam. It's a massive scam. And if how, how is it a massive scam? Here's a massive scam. Here's how it's a massive scam, right? Look at this awesome game we've made. Oh my god, that's beautiful. Yeah, do you want to play it now? Yeah, you, you probably should buy a new graphics card. All right, I can't just load it and play it. You're probably going to need a few bits to make your PC a bit faster. Okay, cool. Okay, I'll, okay, I'll do that then. I'll buy a new graphics card. Great. Fast forward to me a month later. Oh my god, look at this game. It's awesome. Do you want to play it? Yeah, you're probably going to need a new graphics card. Oh, I bought one a month ago. That's out of date now. Now you need a new one. What? what? No, I just bought one. Can't, I can't. So I can't just plug this one in and play? No, no. it probably start jumping and... You're going to get some lag and some tear. <sighs> really? Really? No, sorry. I'm fucking, I'm done with it. It's a scam. It's an absolute scam. Do you yeah. know what? My my PS4, fair enough. This is as powerful as it will be for its entire lifespan. I get that. But you know when I put a disc in and I press start, the game just plays. And it's the same every time. And any game I buy from now on, I can just load it in. And do a little bit, you know, do some downloading, and then it'll play. And that's it. I don't have to buy anything new for it. I don't have to install anything new. I don't need any patch or any fucking piece of machinery to make it work. No, it just plays. Whereas a PC game, just, just like, they just start coughing up. My, my machine just starts coughing up a lung if I get to a certain point in a game. 
and it's like too busy. There's like too many details, and it's very annoying. I am. Um, I'm sorry to have to out you as a, a liar and a fabricator, Dan. But um, I know for a fact that the only game you play on PC is Championship Manager 98. And so <laughs> you don't need a new graphics card to play Championship Manager 98. <laughs> Do you know what it was? I was? It was two games that did it. It was City Skylines, which I love, and it was Subnautica, which I was really enjoying. I've, I've not heard of Subnautica. To... What's, it, what's it about? Are you, are you underwater it's... by any chance? Yeah. It's kind of Minecrafty, but underwater. But it's very, very well done. And there is a story as well. It's not open world. There is a point to it, and you know, there's a, a narrative you have to follow. Um, and you basically crash land on a on a water planet. There's no sort of you know, um, no. There's like two little islands on it, but that's it. Um, and then there's so, obviously giant creatures and aliens involved, and it's very very good, very good. It does sound quite good. So it's like Interstellar mixed with Minecraft mixed with Lost Planet. Yeah, and it, but it, yeah, it's really good and really well made. But I got to a point where I had three bases built and the world wouldn't even load. And I was just like, oh, just fuck off. <laughs> just fuck off. Like three quarters of the way through this. I put like 50 hours into the game or something. It was three quarters of the way through and just that was it. And then City Skylines, my city got up to about 200,000 population, something like that. And it just took... I could, I could literally, I swear to God, I could turn it on, start loading up my city, and I could go and have my dinner. And by the time I got back, it was just like just about to start sort of going, you know, where it would start, like, you know, my city would then be visible and start working. And I just thought, you know, I'm just sick of this now. It's getting very annoying. So that's it. I haven't got the time for this nonsense. No, not at all. So, with our segments out of the way, what do you want to start with this week? It's one of two. So, uh, ladies' choice, I'll let you pick. Hey, that is offensive to women. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Is sorry, <laughs> sorry, ladies. Oh, Jamie Ben, come on, mate. It's better than that. I uh, I want to start with. Uh, oh, what was chronologically first? Better start with the Pacific Coast, haven't we? We could start with wherever you want to do, mate. Yeah, go on. Let's start with John Stevens. John Stevens. All right then. Uh, I guess this is the same question as that I, that I had with um. With Quenville was that it was. Why? It seemed like it was like a really weird point of the season to do it. Like I why now? Sorry, th- this on. is no, no, no. I'm, I'm interrupting you. Like this is absolutely it. the underlying question for for both of these, both specifically both of these. Because any any other firings that happen now, I imagine, will be related to John Quenville getting back into the game potentially. Yeah, but. To fire both Quimble and Stevens, like this early in the season, and for John Stevens this early in his LA Kings career, it was what ninety six games, ninety two games, or something. He he was behind the bench for the Kings. Yeah, something like that. And it's just odd. It's just odd. Sure, they've both had like not a fantastic start to the season. The Kings have had a dreadful start to the season. I will give you that. But I mean. Christ, like, and that, so for me, with with Quenville getting fired, I can sort of understand it this early in the season. It still doesn't make a lot of sense, but if Stan Bowman's seeing the writing on the wall and thinking, right, Christ, I've got to get rid of Q, you know, because that's, that's all I can really do now without me potentially being 
you know, this is my last life raft. If we carry on like this, then we're both going to go at the end of the year. I might as well at least try and save myself for now. But like Robbie Blake, GM of the of the Kings, he's new enough into the into his job that he's probably not going to get sacked if I have a bad year. So I don't see why he jettisoned his coach so early. I know. I mean, yeah, like you said, their, their start was terrible. Um, they're averaging 2.15 goals uh, a game, which was the worst in the league at the time. And their goal differential, which was minus 17, was also last in the league. That is pretty bad. Um, and I think if you see those numbers, you start to think, okay, that kind of makes sense. But then you look at that roster and you think, like, those younger guys who are maybe going to come through just haven't, they haven't really developed, I guess. Um, well, you, you we think back to the season. It was an, it was an old. We said in this off, in the off season, it was an old team, and we were kind of, we kind of got a bit excited for the, um, for the Kovalchuk sweepstakes at the time. But he's thirty six, and you think, well, and and he's been their best player so far, <laughs> which is an issue. You want him to be playing yeah. well, but you, you still want, you know, your Carters and your Tofolis and your Kopitars to be better than Kovalchuk, ideally. I know they've had bad goaltending as well. Um, their special teams hasn't been great. They've kind of been good some nights, terrible other nights. And I suppose I mean I don't know. I mean, but then they got you know they were in the playoffs last season, and I get it off the back of you know Kopitar being just an absolute freak. But then I think well, it's not it's not John Stevens' fault now that he's just inherited this old team. And I and I wonder whoever you know obviously um, Willie Desjardins come in and I mean what is he really the answer? I mean he lost. When he was at Vancouver, he lost more games than he won. Yeah, but that was with I a particularly atrocious Vancouver team, though, wouldn't it? But I'm thinking it's the same kind of thing. Like, aging team. Like, he's now inherited another aging team. So, I don't know. I don't know. Go on. I think part of the, in- part of the reason they probably hired uh, Willie Desjardins is he's probably one of the few coaches around at the moment that'd be willing to take a one-year deal. Yeah, yeah the, the the prove it contract for coaches. But did you did you see or hear the theory on the situation from from Elliot Friedman today? Well, not today, this week. Yeah, was it about? Um, was it involving Marco Sturm? That was it. That. Um, no, not you know strictly. What? I'll, I'll say I it. Did, you know what? I did hear what he said, but I clearly wasn't listening because I've retained it. So <laughs> yeah, you, I don't. Why don't you educate the listeners and me? <laughs> gladly, we'll do. We'll do a bit of sampling from the 30, 31 Thoughts podcast. So, right. as Friedman understood it or told it, he was saying the big issue that he saw was the fact that John Stevens was a sort of layover or a hangover, if you will, from the Daryl Sutter era. He was a he was an assistant to Daryl Sutter, and he was a big Daryl Sutter fan. Oh. And very much a disciple of Sutter. So he sees it as a need for the change of of approach of the coach. You know, as much as um you know, the Kings changed their style of play a bit last year and they were very vocal about wanting to do so, Friedman attributed that to uh to the contributions of Pierre Turgeon, who coincidentally yeah. has left the organization. So he thinks that the fact that you're still stuck with Stevens, who's a who's a Sutter Sutterite, if you will. And you haven't got Tergion sort of kindling the fire of offence. That's why they needed a big change. And that's why they've brought on Willie Desjardins, who's meant to be very much a player's coach, rather than sort of a um, 
dinosaur it's probably the gentle way of put, describing Daryl Sutter and then they've also brought on Adam Oates as an assistant coach and he needs no introduction for what, what he brings to a team on behind the bench yeah isn't it he's more of a um, oh Christ what's the word not a coach more like a oh my god offensive coordinator no it wasn't even that I'm going to have to type his name in and have a look because I what the hell did I read it as well Adam Oates tell me now yeah they Um, brought him in as like not not an advisor you know like a Oh my god, this is gonna, you know what people are screaming right now. I've got to type this in okay. because personal personal because he does a lot of one on one stuff with players over the summer, doesn't he? Consultant consultant. Consultant, consultant advisor, say tomato tomato. Yeah, he joins LA Kings as a consultant regarding Oh, is it is he actually goals. a consultant then? Yeah. Because I thought he was an assistant coach. No. The LA Kings have reached a consulting agreement with Adam Oates, CEO of Oates Sports Group. As part of the agreement, he'll provide the club with advice regarding player skills evaluation and development. Well, there you go. Clearly, neither of us were listening to what the good Mr. Friedman had to say. <laughs> and that's not a slight on Friedman. That's a slight on both of us being stupid. <laughs> that's, that's a slight on, on our respect and our ability to uh, function as decent human beings. The problem is, is that we listen to podcasts, clearly when we're doing other things, <laughs> not involving oh, just mate. listening to the podcast. Where I've been listening to a lot of them at work recently, and I've been getting into those true crime ones. There are so many times like, right, I've got to, I've got to stop working, take this podcast back a minute, and see what, <laughs> just so I can listen to this important bit. <laughs> I know it's like my work is getting in the way of my podcasting. <laughs> it's terrible. It's infuriating. I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to work while I'm listening to my podcasts, you know, but it's it's just hard sometimes. Oh yeah, dude. God, I drift. I just drift off all the time and find myself sitting there pondering what they're talking about, and then thinking, "Oh shit, I haven't sent that email." Like, oh my god, quick, quick! Like, no, I'm, uh, I'm definitely the other way. I, I drift off into actually doing work. I think, oh fuck, I've missed a good chunk of this really interesting podcast. What a, <laughs> what a waste of time! I thought, um, I thought the hiring of Marco Stern was interesting. There was a lot of talk, wasn't there, about him like after the Olympics that yeah. he was then the kind of the hot ticket and people were looking at him thinking, Oh hang on a minute, this guy can this guy can do something. Um yeah. and he played for the Kings, didn't he, as well? Uh yeah, he did for at least one for game. Between one minute and a thousand games. <laughs> is my conservative um, estimate. And the, and it said that the, the the kind of the talk was at the time um in the Olympics was that at some point, this guy was going to be an NHL head coach. And I think it's a clever move by the Kings. Get him in as an assistant. And I guess if um, Willie Desjardins becomes like just another sacrificial lamb, then they've got the guy that they think, to, you know, and they can promote him from within. You do get the feeling that Desjardins is going to spend the rest of his NHL coaching career as a sacrificial lamb. Slash. Yeah, he's, he reeks a bit of like, I don't know, maybe Mick McCarthy or someone like that. Like, um. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, that sort of amazing comparison. He's 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 a bottom tier manager, isn't he? Like, you you bring him in to stave off relegation or when when something bad's gone on, but he never sticks around to to see it all turn good. Yeah, he's Big Sam. He's never been relegated, but he's never finished higher than like eleventh. <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't he hasn't he hasn't proven enough to be Big Sam yet. I don't think he hasn't drunk no, enough pints point. of wine to to be Big Sam. Yeah. <laughs> Um, as well, well, as well then, as we're on coaches, 
the uh, absolutely <laughs> monumental news, which is um, something we did talk about during the off-season, didn't we? Which was, at what point do you cut bait? And um, say to Joel Quenville, we appreciate everything you've done. It's been real, but it's just clearly not working anymore. Um, and it was this week. I, I could have made a thousand bets on when they would have cut bait with Joel Quenville and the first week of November would not have been one of those bets I made. Just because you're in front of the fans. Well, the third time's a charm because we won it at home. Yep. And when you see how everybody was so thrilled from the start of the game, right through the game, to see the cup being hoist here on our own ice, off the charts, everybody in red, thought we played a great game. They were dangerous the whole series. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I guess not. No, that is just moronic, isn't it? But I, I stand by what I said. I think this is Bowman thinking, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> He's you know, he's got his time to pay the piper. He's he's paid the piper many a time before in his career with uh, the sacrificial lambs of Andrew Ladd, Dustin Bufflin, Troy Brower, Chris Versteeg time and time again, Artemi yeah. Panarin even. Um, but now, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's his head on the block or potentially will be if things carry on as they are. Yeah, I mean, it is now, isn't it? It absolutely is now because there's no one left from that. He's, kind of, uh, I mean, apart from Saves and Kane. There's um, nobody left from that kind of time period of success that anybody oh, could kind of throw blame at. I think if he if he trades Taves and Kane, that's he's trading himself as well. You know, like I, I, oh, I, yeah, I don't sure. know, I don't know too much about like is it Rocky Wurtz who's the owner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know too much about how loyal he is to Bowman, but um. Yeah, for most GMs, if you're trading your two star players, that's you're trading yourself, aren't you? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, he's no, oh god, yeah, he's never going to do that, is he? Um, but it's yeah, it's just mad. It's absolutely crazy. And it's that. And I, it's always that thing where when a team's kind of reached its peak of success, you just never realise how fast it drops off around the corner. And that the year after, you know, like there's the they go out to the Preds scoring was it one goal in four games or they get swept by the Preds, you know. And then yeah, they, yeah, it was one, one goal in four games. Yeah, and then they, and then they don't even make the playoffs the year after and are terrible. But then they seem to start off the season quite well, didn't they? They seem, you know, they were, I think they were six two and two, I think, in their first ten. But since then, they've just kind of regressed again and, and gone back to their old ways. And uh, yeah, at some point, you can't just live on past glories, can you? I think he had, I think he had long enough of a of a crack, a crack at it before. Like you say, Bowman decided. Well, I can't obviously get rid of myself, so that's it. He had a, he had a couple of um, couple of bites at the cherry, didn't he, old Bowman? Yeah, but I don't. It's funny that the. Um... Oh, go on. I was going to say I don't necessarily think this is going to be um, the start of a rebuild because I think um, I think they still expect success, which is you know that's it's almost the opposite. Bowman has gotten rid of. Um, of Quenville partly to save his own skin but also partly because the the organisation as a whole is expecting there to be good things to come from this team which is why they didn't get rid of him in uh, in the summer yeah if this was if this was part of a planned rebuild sort of thing they'd have they'd have often in the summer potentially and um or he or they'd have parted ways mutually or however you want to frame it um but no so I, I think it'll be we're going to have to wait for, for Bowman's head to roll before we potentially see a, a rebuild in Chicago. 
And Cronville's made it like gangbusters, hasn't he? He's got three Stanley Cups to his name. He's going to get all his paychecks as well, just for <laughs> gets to go home, chill out for a few weeks. He can, I mean, he can he could pretty much ring. Oh, God, I don't know, maybe 25, 26 of the GMs in the league and say, I think I fancy coming to work for you. And they'll be like, okay then. <laughs> Press conference. All righty It's a, yeah, with great regret, we have to sack our coach, Todd McClellan. <coughs> and um, yeah, there's going to be a new guy in town. It's going to be Coach Q. It was, um, it was quite funny that there's obviously the rift. There's been the talk to the rift, hasn't there, for years between Bowman and Quanville. It's kind of been the ongoing saga. And during the press conference, it was amazing that somebody said uh, somebody said to Bowman about a rift, and Bowman said, "Well, I'm glad I'm glad you asked that question," which is what people say when they don't need to ask a question. Yeah. <laughs> they always come back. Well, I'm glad you've asked that. Inside, they're thinking, "Oh, you bastard! I wish I wouldn't have asked that question." <laughs> I'll see you outside. But it's all, yeah, it's all fine when you're winning, isn't it? That you, you can patch over any cracks and any kind of relationship when it's all going well. Yeah. Well, you, you think back to that classic one of um of Can Neely wanting to fire Claude Julien yeah. in 2011. Yeah. And uh, and here we are now. Claude Julien has been now, fired yeah. from the Bruins many years later. And so it's quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Blackhawks fans on Twitter were not happy as well. There was um, a, a couple of them sort of had... Well, you know, he's had a good chance, he's had a good run, let's just remember the good stuff. But the majority of them were just, it's all Bowman's fault for putting together a crap roster. That was that was the majority of it. Again, like, I don't necessarily blame either of them. They've like they've just painted themselves into a corner, to be honest. Like, But yeah, in doing so, they've painted an absolutely beautiful room and, and done a fantastic job of it and staved off having to climb out the window for as long as possible in um in the world's most hand fisted analogy. Um that's true. But like I, w- I would, you know, um berate Hawks fans for um Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd side with them. Complaining rather. at all. <laughs> well yeah, there is that, but no I'd I'd say, you know, I'd I'd like to think, yeah, I'm, I'm with them saying, oh, we've got the second most winningest coach in history. Why would we want to get rid of him? But then I do think back to, you know, three quarters of last season where I was wanting the third most winningest coach in history to get fired. So it's just how it is. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Interesting that um, Jeremy Colleton, Colleton, however you say it, I don't know. Yeah, Colleton. Was, uh, Colleton was um, installed immediately to a resounding chorus of who? I'll be honest, I have no idea who this was. I You've never heard of Jeremy Colleton? He's um of the um of the French four. Canadian Colletons. Uh oui oui, oui oui, of uh of the Quebec Quebecois Colleton. <laughs> he's um he's former coach of the Rockford Ice Hogs. Of course. And uh before this season he didn't exist on this earth. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, right? He's he's actually a procedurally generated coach, as we've gotten so far through the NHL seasons, that um, he only started to exist this year solely for the purpose of replacing Joel Quinnivar. I guess it's not it's not totally out of left field, and I I think that because it was the Blackhawks, I was expecting them to maybe even poach somebody or something. I don't know why, or somebody <laughs> who, to kind of to say want to go there in in November. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but then I thought, well, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at um, obviously Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh. Bruce Cassidy did a good job coming from the Boston, uh, from Providence. Um, the Rangers decided to go with David Quinn. Uh, the Stars went with whatever your guy's called. I've already forgotten his name. Uh, uh, Jim, Jim Montgomery. Jim Montgomery. You know, it was kind of guys coming out of sort of unis or the affiliates instead of just hiring, oh, let's just give Elaine Vigneault another five million quid a year. Um, shout out to you, Elaine. And it's not, when you think of it that way, it's not that odd, really, is it? Um, No, no, no. I, I think it makes sense because, you know, you're, you're six weeks into the season. I don't know. I don't know exactly how they run things down in Rockford, but um, I'd imagine that they have a fairly similar system to the Hawks, as most AHL teams tend to when compared to their uh, their AHL team. Um, so it makes sense as as far as an easy transition goes. And again, to to just pinch from Friedman, he's cheap. He's going to be as cheap yeah. as you like. When you're already paying six million to a geezer to not do anything for your uh, for your team, you probably want to find a coach who's going to be quite cheap to replace him. Yeah, who knows the system? Emily Kaplan said that the young players who played for him in Rockford, they they all love him. You know, he's they really enjoy playing for him. Um, Look, looking at it now, looking at his history. Cool. Sorry, Dan, to cut you off. Um, <laughs> he's not had a very long career. He spent uh, he spent four seasons coaching Mora in the Swedish uh, Swedish equivalent of the AHL. I think it's the Allsvenskan. Um and he's Swedish. it uh, does sound pretty Swedish. <laughs> and he's done one season as a Rockford head coach. He's coached fewer AHL games than uh, John Stevens coached NHL games with the Kings. Yeah, that's interesting. And, and I think he's now the youngest coach in the league, isn't he? Youngest he's, head coach, he's only thirty three, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, he, I read that he'd played along. He'd played with Brent Seabrook at the World Juniors in 2004, 2005. That's mad, isn't it? Isn't that mad? Do you think he... I guess two ways. He can either... You had a look at it that he can't lose because, like, like you say, no one's heard of him. He's cheap. I don't know if anyone's expecting him. I mean, apart from Bowman, who's put him in there, but I don't think the fans are expecting miracles out of this guy. Or is it that they've just put him in there as like a sacrificial lamb? Abs- to... Absolute sacrificial lamb. Don't yeah. don't even think otherwise. Fair enough. Fair the enough. most sacrificial of all sacrificial lambs. They're, they'll end up with <laughs> somebody next year. Or, or they'll blow it all up next year. Elaine Vigneault. <laughs> as I just said. <laughs> but I, I don't want to say it though because he's just... I feel like Elaine Vigneault is never going to coach again. Yeah. I d- yeah, I kind of agree. I kind of get that feeling. <laughs> he's uh, he's he's going to end up like banished to Siberia, like Mark Crawford or someone. <laughs> um, another another one last little interesting thing about Jeremy Colliton. Oh wait, where is he? Oh, he's from Alberta. <laughs> he's from Alberta, <laughs> so he's, he's Jeremy Colliton. Uh, Jeremy Colliton. Colliton. He is um, from the infamous two thousand and three NHL draft. So he's another member of that um, prestigious draft to still be in the NHL, technically. Is he? I didn't even realise. Shit. That's funny, that, isn't it? No way. Went 58th overall. Well, uh, Quenville's record, uh, 797 games, 452, 249, 96. Not is bad, is it? Not bad. And three Stanley Cups. 
not bad. I'm Players going to remember as well. I think we're, we're kind of taking... I think because of who he is and what he did, you kind of forget how much of a fucking shit show the Black Hawks were when he took over. I mean, just an absolute fucking mess. And then, you know, just all the glories. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he really, he turned them right around. I mean, no, it's hard to say that he turned them around. But um, It helps having Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves. You know? Yeah, it definitely does. They turned around when he just happened to take over. <laughs> not to say that Grenville's not a fantastic coach, but yeah, again, he's not. Um, yeah, he's not the GM at the end of the day. He works with what he's given. He doesn't give the coach what he has to work with. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Where do you just think, uh, one last uh, little fact on Jeremy Collison? Yeah, go on. One last, one last cheeky little one. Um, David Backus was drafted after him in the NHL in the 2003 draft. <laughs> David Back David, did you mention back did you mention backs on purpose? He's my new he's my new Matt Bolesky. I, I, I did. I mean, you know, he's he was drafted in the same year I, I could go through the list, but like, you know, players like Dustin Buffalo and Joe Pavelski were all drafted after him. But I think like three picks later, David Backers. Oh my god. There you go. You like that, do you? There you go. Yeah, it's great. Right then. Where does uh where does Quenville end up? I'll take uh, a prediction out of you. My, just my knee-jerk reaction is Edmonton. Because why wouldn't you? You've got to put Quenville with McDavid at some point, haven't you? And and in a similar vein to how Quenville got fired, Pichiarelli, thanks to our friend Daniel Nugent-Bowman, has got to be thinking, oh, Christ, people are on to me now. Um, <laughs> he's going to he's gonna have to tickle that coach and change trigger at some point, isn't he? And then why would... You know, it's a, it's a perfect marriage. Why wouldn't Edmonton want Quenville and why wouldn't Quenville want a coach McDavid? And Drysdale, to be fair. So yeah. I'd like to see him there. Mm, part the realist, the realist in me thinks probably St. Louis. St. Louis, yeah, that was what I was thinking. That, well, that's the general consensus around everyone. Yeah, isn't it? yeah absolutely. I mean, Mike Yeo's in the hot seat. They've not started too well. They have a much better roster than Edmonton do. Bar, you know, of the aforementioned McJesus and um, as previous ties I, I don't personally know if that ended acrimoniously or not but I'd imagine that, that Quenville will probably be relatively interested in going back to somewhere he's familiar with as a decent roster I like the idea that Chiarelli was scrolling through his timeline on Twitter or something and saw that headline from The Athletic and, when went and kind of went into himself oh yeah how am I going to do that how am I going to build a team <laughs> I better get on that. <laughs> I should, should probably think about that. <laughs> I think it's like one of those emails that you, for some reason, that you have like these emails that work, that you just like, or, or like a job at work that you just seem to put off for some reason, and you just keep forgetting every day. Like, oh my god, I forgot to do that. I must do that. Right, I'm going to do this job. Then I'm going to do that job, and you just forget. And like I've done it before. Like it's been like three weeks after, and someone said, "Did you do that spreadsheet?" And I'm like, "Spreadsheet." I'm oh Christ, that one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And I'm <laughs> I imagine sort of. The fucking um, oh, who's the owner in Edmonton? Uh, Daryl Cates. Yeah, I imagine Daryl Feelem up Cates. Yeah, I imagine he's like coming into Pichirelli's office and going, "Have you sorted out a roster around McDavid yet?" He's like, "No, no, yes, I'll do it now. I'll do it now, right now." He just he just forgets every time. Raw roster, raw. <laughs> Sorry, can you give me give me a bit more there? Roster round. I mean, we've got McDavid. You you know, I got McDavid ages ago. 
Yeah, yeah, no, you have to get other other players to play. But I've got Leon, haven't I? Yeah, yeah but he's not. That's, oh. Anyone else? Anyone else, Pete? Never mind. Never mind. <clears throat> All right, then. We were so close, Will, to the Ottawa Senators being out of the news for reasons other than <laughs> So close. It was just... Were we? Yeah. I mean, I mean for non-hockey reasons. You know, not for, okay, two players' wives are involved in a massive cyberbullying campaign where one wishes the other one's baby dead. Or, you know, I mean, just, you know, things well, like the, that. The assistant or, GM interviews. is, you know, uh, a sexual predator. Feeling up, allegedly. Like, lots of allegedly's on this, all allegedly's. Yeah, every... Um, allegedly, the Ottawa Senators. Allegedly. The ele- <laughs> The alleged Ottawa. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly randomly. The alleged Senators of Ottawa. <laughs> the allegedly randomly. Oh, oh I forgot Lee, about that. Lee needs to allegedly sort it out. Um, yeah. To, you know, awkward allegedly. Videos between, awkward videos between toothless fourth-liners and the owner. Um, uh, he's not know, a fourth-liner, just... Dan. He's a third-pairing defenseman. <laughs> Give him some respect. Oh, fucking sorry. Yeah, Christ. Anyway. <laughs> he's, he's a third-pairing... <sighs> Headshot delivering defenseman. Yeah, yeah, that as well. Too many oh, things. Cheeky little chicken wing. And and what I happened, Dad? What happened? Do... They were almost out of the news, happened? but that's well, what happened. You haven't finished well, the story. Sorry, yeah. I mean, t- bear with me here, folks. You may not have heard anything about this. I'm going to blow your mind right now. Okay, this <laughs> Drop is some knowledge on them, Dan. <laughs> yeah, you ready for this? Ready for this hockey knowledge bomb? So, Matt Duchesne, Chris Weidman, Chris Tierney, Dylan DeMelo, Thomas Shabbat, Alex Formington, and Colin White are all in an Uber. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't aware of this, but it makes sense. Is the Uber, like the uh, like, like Blair Witch Project, or Paranormal Activity, if you will, for the 21st century, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they have dash cams. And essentially, this uh, found footage film of these seven Ottawa Senators' um, players has come out and they are all uh, basically implying that they hate being with your senators <laughs> and they also hate uh, one of their coaches uh, Marty and I've heard this pronounced both ways on two separate podcasts Raymond or Raymond um, Will your thoughts on the latest absolute fucking shit show of Ottawa I, I love the comparison to um Paranormal Activity and the Blair Witch Project. So I'm really hoping that in the next few weeks or months it comes out that it was all actually staged in order to cover up a bigger scandal that was currently going on in Ottawa. <laughs> like those seven players who just buried a body in the desert because it was in our, it was in like in between when they playing like Arizona and Vegas like in between it was in between that wasn't I it? Thought, I think so. And they've just gone and buried a body. Like in the someone's have <laughs> you throw them off the scent? I know what we'll do. Get in this Uber quick. Someone's watching the video <laughs> and they're like, hold on, zoom in on that driver. Enhance. And it turns out I was playing Eugene Melnick driving here. <laughs> right. It's all right, Duchesne. We, we know you killed that hooker in Vegas, but I've got a great idea of how to cover it up. Oh, it's not me and you in a video, is it, Eugene? It's much better <laughs> than that, Matty boy. Yeah, it's a kind of video. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think it's... God. Oh, mate. It's beautiful, isn't it? Like, I pray that it carries on forevermore. I hope that... Like, because this isn't even much of a scandal. Like, let's be let's be honest about it. It's just a bunch of... Yes. Ta- take away... 
take away the the fact that they're an NHL team and they're NHL players and it's the other centers. Let's say they work for oh, let's keep them in Ottawa. Let's say they work for the local government. They work in whatever. They do a, an, an average to boring job like you and I do, and they're just moaning about their boss and the way that things are done at their job. Like, oh, core, isn't it ridiculous that we have to fill out a card every time we want an admin task done or something like that? Yeah, oh, core, bloody hell. Um, you know, Mike used the rest of the uh, rest of the milk in the fridge and didn't replace it. What a prick. That's basically all it is. But because they're NHL players, because they're Ottawa Senators players, and because of what they're saying, and it was caught on camera, it's like, oh my God, this is scandal of the century. Employees in a particularly bad situation for work are potentially disgruntled. What a shock and horror. I know. It is. I mean, I I said to you, we had a, we had a quick chat the other night, and I said to you, essentially here, there's no story, really. There's a little bit of a story. And like you say, you know, players playing on a shit team, A, don't enjoy playing for said shit team, and B, don't just enjoy the way things are going generally. That's just not a surprise. All right. I, I do like so, how I, Dylan DeMello and Chris Tierney are involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> like, six weeks into it, they're all a senator's career, and they're like, oh, this is shit, innit? <laughs> it was so perfect, because I was just thinking, those guys have just got there, they're already full-fledged Ottawa senators. That's how you get ingrained in. This is like, I may, hey, maybe this was a... Um, Oh, what do they call? Maybe this is like a hazing thing, or like a, not an introduction. What do they call it? Yeah, like, a, like an a initiation. Yeah, initiation. Yeah, this is initiation. Like they just stood there, like I have to do what? I have, what? We're doing what? Why do I have to um, do this? Why do I have to? Because you're a senator now. We have to burn it all to the ground. There, there was a good, a good sort of spread of demographic of senators players as well. So you had you had the new guys in Tierney and uh, Tierney and Demello. You had yeah. Matt Duchesne, who is uh, already a central figure of the Ottawa Senators, and was it was it Colin White or Logan Brown, the the young player? Colin White. Colin White. So you got a young player who's potentially the future of the Senators, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know Chris Wyman chucking another D man. Why not? Um, you've got a perfect spread. If they had a goalie, if Craig Anderson was in there as well, that'd be useful to sort of get the complete their Yahtzee or bingo. I think it was a pretty good spread of, of disgruntled yeah, demographics. Yeah, let's see. All right. Okay, so, like, a million questions off this, but I'll start with this one. Is the tax is the Uber driver a piece of shit for releasing that video? Yes. You know what? I'm curious, to, I'm curious to know how much he got paid for it. Because in my opinion, if he did it for free, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> if they said to him David. if they said to him we'll give you like we'll give you 50 large I would say yes I, th- I thought you just meant like 50 quid I was like go on that's a bit no a bit like low, 50, 50 grand oh, this is it I doubt they paid 50 grand for it yeah that's what I mean I complete. I don't believe that for a second because at that point you're like well I'd be st- at that point he's stupid not to I'd like to know how much money he got from it Um. alright what if you got Two grand from it. Is that fair? See, you see, then I was thinking, as I was saying that, I was thinking, what amount of money would it take for me to release that? <laughs> £4.70. One meal deal from Tesco. Yeah. <laughs> I, need a sh- I need a shiny Croatia badge to fill up my World Cup sticker book. That would- I'll take it. 
Can you pay for me to have my new ID photos printed at the kiosk <laughs> yeah. at the shop? I'm going to need a new Brexit passport. <laughs> Can you get one of them for me? Here's the thing. I think it's all well and good. The, pro- the problem is with hockey, and even hockey media, is it's such a boys club. Okay? And I understand. It is shitty what... He shouldn't have done it. It's a bit shitty what he did. But he doesn't know these players. Why would he care about their... He doesn't care about them. Once he gets that video out and he gets his money... Now, bearing in mind that Uber may have stopped him doing something for this, but if he gets a sizable chunk of change that equates to, say, I don't know, two years fucking Uber driving or something, why wouldn't he take it? He's not a hockey guy. He doesn't know any of these people. It could be anybody. Mate, but I think because it's hockey, there's like this kind of groundswell of, oh, he's a fucking arsehole for doing it. Yeah, but is he? <laughs> like, really that bad? Considering some think, of the stuff we've seen. Go on. I was just going to say, I think $200 and up, and that's fair play. <laughs> that's that's decent money. Like, I know. That's like, you know, say you got offered $500 for it, that's $500 for nothing. Like... So like, yeah. do you, do you hey, want five hundred dollars? Your life's going. Yeah, right. Your life's going so good. You're driving a fucking Uber minivan for a living. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like if they flashed a grand in, what's he supposed to do? Especially as they were on the road. It's not even like they were. He's like a senator's fan. He probably doesn't. He probably doesn't even know who they were. And I think as well as like once once the film's out there as well, you then can't graph the media if they post it as well. Because I saw people saying like, "Oh my god, how could you? How can you replay this video?" and blah blah blah. Like, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Because we all it's love news, that mate. sneaky. Yeah, we love that sneaky behind the scenes. Blah blah blah. And I think, I think, if it had been, if it had been something way worse, then fine. I could understand the outrage of how could he release this? But it's nothing. It's just now. I, okay. To Marty Raymond, it's not obviously nothing because they're slagging him off, and that's bad. But Jesus Christ, like the the things I've said in private conversations sometimes, and I thought no, like way worse. And, and I, I and <laughs> you know what's amazing is every I saw I think four scrum interviews after players, not on the senators, so just other teams. Oh, have you heard about the sort of Senators thing? And you could see in all the players' eyes, oh, thank fuck, this wasn't me. I'm so happy this was not me and it was them. Because everyone's done it. Everyone's done it. With, uh, with, I just, I just, with Marty Ramon. I can't blame the guy for it. Yeah. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Like, whatever. I'm glad he did it. <laughs> Thoroughly glad. <laughs> and with, with Marty Ramon, like, yeah, it's not nice to hear people slag slag you off like people that he probably thinks he has a good relationship with I, I, I do feel for him in that sense but at the same time he does have to accept that he's a coach in the National Hockey League like yeah his players probably aren't going to like him like necessarily unless you're like the palliest of all pally coaches which I, I'd imagine he's not because I think if he was you'd have gotten oh he's a nice guy but he's a fucking shit coach you know what I mean not I haven't listened to him in three weeks. Like, not, I. what are we doing? I couldn't give a shit about what Revon has to say. Like, I think he's got to yeah. accept he's going to, you know, like, like a teacher, you're not going to be mates of all your students, you're not going to be mates of all your players. Like, it's just how it is. 
I know. And if you're, if you're, um, Marty, Marty was coaching power play last year and it was really bad and he was coaching PK this year and it's really bad. <laughs> Do you know, it's not like, it's not it's like a they're good, going good in there saying things. <laughs> it's not like they're going in there saying things that aren't true either. What they're saying is true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's a lot of yeah, he sleeps over my little pony pillow. Yeah, or anything, or even something to do with hockey, you know. <laughs> and I just, I just feel this, this, this hockey boys club centric sort of thing came out more so for me this week in the media. I couldn't believe that they would like slate this guy for giving out this video when he's like clearly been paid a chunk of change for it. Over, and it's nothing. It's not like they're going in there saying like, "Oh my god, I couldn't believe a fucking." Mike Hoffman's involved was involved in dogfighting. Like it's nothing like that. It's just yeah, my coach can be a dick. I don't really like him. I don't, I don't like Hoffman. being here. Yeah, Vic Hoffman. It was just it was just I don't like my coach much. That was it. It's just it's um, it's that's annoying really. When you break it down, it's whatever. But have you heard Dan, did... the apologies? Oh my god! <laughs> they... the... Do you know what? This more than anything, this more than anything was what riled me up. I was well, just about to say, exactly that. First. It's, it's first. pissed me off to no end. I don't know who it was. I didn't have it attributed. I'd imagine it was Matt Duchesne. Um I had a couple. I think it was three. Yeah, yeah there, were, there were a couple. But like just the way they're saying things like, oh, you know, I'm ashamed of myself. I'm, I'm sorry this ever happened. Blah, blah, blah. You know, have the utmost respect for Marty Roman. Blah, blah, blah. All that. Just standard apology stuff. It's like, no. No, 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 you are not fucking sorry. It's that standard thing of you're sorry that you got caught. You're sorry that everyone's talking about it. You're not sorry about what you said, like, because that's how you feel. Like, it was a, it was a private conversation. Yeah, to, to some extent, like, I'm sorry that you got outed for that. You, I wouldn't want every private conversation I have to be blared over the airwaves. But, like, <laughs> mate, don't, don't come out here and be like, yeah, you could have you could have apologised in a way that was like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'd, I'm sorry that Marty had to hear it, and we'll we'll try and refrain from from talking that way about him in the future. But to say you're sorry you ever said it, like, nah, that is not. It's not true, douche. One of yeah. them said. One no. of them said they loved Marty as a man and the coach. Well, there I you was go. just fucking livid. You fucking liar. You absolute liar. Now, if that's the team stance and they've been told to say that, fine. Then okay. For the good of the team, you got to say that. All right. But that's just pure bullshit. Like you just said, you go out there and you you spin it into a way that as a, as a human being, Marty is a great man. I am sorry that I said those things behind his back. Because you are. You should have said them. They should have said them to his face. They should have had conversation. I mean, oh, well, to be fair, maybe they did. We don't know. Maybe they've said to him in training, Marty, can we try this? Can we try this? And he's gone, no. <laughs> and they're like, oh, fuck you then. They've gone straight from I, the practice facility where they've said to him, to the Uber. Marty, yeah. you are the worst coach in the league. Like, <laughs> word for word, everything they've said, they've said to him, I haven't listened to a single bit of your coaching in three weeks, Marty. I wish I, if I, if I wasn't obliged, contractually obliged to turn up to your video sessions, I wouldn't. And then hop to the Uber and then repeat it all. Fair play. <laughs> 
<laughs> they even started out with the comment. They even started out. There was a little team meeting between Marty and No Seven, and even they even started out with. Now, Marty, look, we love you as a guy. Okay, we we think you're a great human being. You're obviously a great father, great husband. We love you. You're awesome, but you're a fucking terrible coach, Marty. Okay, you're terrible. I don't Lost, like this. You're the only coach in the history of the NHL to have the worst power play and the worst penalty kill in the same calendar year. <laughs> Did you know that, Marty? Do you know that? It's uh-huh. terrible. No, I did not, Mister Duchesne. <sighs> and at the end, yeah, at the end of the scrum, Marty just says, "Okay, okay, we've cleared the air. What are your boys up to tonight? Ah, oh, rough out. We're gonna go get an Uber. See you later, Marty." <laughs> and that's yeah, you say straight from there to the Uber and go. Oh my, my <sighs> phone's out of battery, Marty. Could you call the Uber for me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. And then to come out in the scrum and say, you know, you love him as a man and a coach. You fucking liar. You just look stupid. Absolute snakes. You just look absolutely stupid. Um, It was... God, yeah. And then Mark Stone came out and said that the Senators had the video before it even came out, which Boriecki then confirmed, and they had a meeting of how to discuss to deal with it, which must have been a wild scene on its own, which would make me believe that somebody from the Ottawa paper messaged them and said, we've got this video... We're going to run it in a couple of days. Here you are, I guess. Well, it's, it's like I said to you a couple of days ago. I think that must have been whoever it was. That, was it the Sun that broke it? I think the Ottawa Sun. Ottawa Sun. Either way, something like that. Something like that. Whichever paper it was, or or either way, I don't even know what you call news outlets anymore. But whoever it was must have spoken to the PR guy or the media relations guy or whoever their contact at the senator was, senators, and just to say, look, we've got this, we've got to run it, you know how it is, but I just wanted to let you know to try and sort of smooth over our relationship. You know, no hard feelings, mate, but you know how it goes. Which, in a way, is a good thing for of them to do, to at least give them a bit of time to, you know, sort of um, plan their their reconciliation mission. No, it's true. And this could have been a hell of a lot worse. I mean, this could have been, you know, just terribly, terribly bad. We are all aware of the problems regarding certain drug usage in NHL. We are all aware that clearly some players do not like other players. Um, Not even to the point of they're just saying they're not a very good player or not a very good coach. To the point of them absolutely slating them. And if you're recording... Go on. Considering the team, it could have been Eugene Melnick and Randy Lee pinning someone down in the back of an Uber and harvesting their <laughs> organs. <laughs> exactly. That would be a found footage film. Jesus. <laughs> that else. I feel like we're on somewhere. Hollywood, let us know. Got an idea, got an idea. Yeah, this this could have been so much worse. And then I felt like, I forgot to say I was the with the... Um, when I said like the other players interviewed and you could see the gleam in their eye that thank fuck this wasn't me. It's like your mate when he gets caught watching porn. <laughs> your first thought is, oh, there by the grace of God, go I. Because <laughs> God Almighty. <laughs> thank God. It could have it could have been a series of Winnipeg Jets players um snorting cocaine, eating Berger burgers, and um speaking in extremely <laughs> offensive ways about Evander Gain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know what they call it, don't you, Winnipeg, when they all snort the cocaine together? Go on, can you get there? 
It's a Winnipeg whiteout, isn't it? It's a whiteout. There hey. you go. Hey, you set them up, and I'll yeah. knock them out. Um, last thing on this for me: uh, if this was another team, would we have cared as much? Oh. Is there a hierarchy of teams here that this could have been that we would have cared as much? Nah, we'd have, we'd have cared for like if it was Arizona or like yeah, a team like that. Nobody would have cared because nobody cares. But we cared no matter what team it was because we're all a bunch of losers. Like there's this is you you know people listening at home have heard how giddily we've spoken about this for potentially three days straight. I don't know how long it's been, but um, yeah, we're fucking losers. We love this stuff. Like the whole whole hockey community loves controversy like this as much as you know certain members of the community will say, oh, you know, we want a nice honourable game. We want this, that, and the other. Blah 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 blah. blah. Fucking thrive on this shit. And yeah, it's true. No matter it's who it was, behind the curtain stuff, all over it. Whether it was the new, the Rangers, the Bruins, the bloody Ducks, the Minnesota Wild, whoever it was, whoever it was, we'd have lapped it up. Yeah, I guess you're right. I it's, think you're right. It's it just, just extra sweet, that though. Yeah, it was all, yeah, mate. Oh God! And in that respect, of course, it was going to be Ottawa. Of course, yeah, of course. because if you just said to me the day before. Okay, so tomorrow, Dan, I've got. A, I'm just going to let into a little secret. There's going to be a video released of players slagging off a coaching staff. Which team is it? I would have gone, well, Alwa, obviously. <laughs> Yay, of course it is. <laughs> who, all right, who, who would be second on that list then? Leafs. It's got to be the Leafs, right? Yeah, probably just because of the rumours surrounding Mike Babcock. I <laughs> Well, just everything. The whole media thing, you know, they had the big off, you know, the the, the the biggest free agent probably in, well, maybe ever signed and, you know, the way they are over there, you know, they're all a bit crazy and it's like the whole hub of Hockey Central. Um, it would have been the Leafs. You, you know what I'm dying for somehow? I don't know how it would ever, ever happen, but a similar, a similar video of Mike Commodore and William Nylander in the back of an Uber slagging off Mike Babcock. <laughs> And and Kyle Dubas as well. The whole, <laughs> the whole franchise, just all of it. That'd be incredible. Oh my it? god! <laughs> just Cobby going off on one of his incredible Babcock rants, and Nylander be like, "Yeah, this is why I haven't signed yet." <laughs> just like yeah, just Cobby on the on the phone, like six million, six million. Fuck you and your fucking six million. Throws it out the window. Ass. Yeah, just like it just launches his phone, just screams out the window, "Motherfucker!" As the starts throttling the driver, <laughs> he thinks I'm worth six million. I'll fucking kill him. Starts calling the driver Kyle. I'll show you, Kyle. He's like, "My name's Brian." Shut up, Kyle. <laughs> oh, fabulous, fabulous! I will end this story on a fabulous tweet from um, Sean McIndoe. Now of the Athletic, at Down Goes Brown, which was uh, the Senators' Uber ride is a lot like their roster because it started out with five stars and now it's only one. <laughs> which is... Great work. Great work. Um, Alrighty then. There we go. That was Ottawa. Fucking hell. Again. And I can't believe I've got to say this again, but we have to talk about them again. <sighs> can, can, we have a, can we have a little five-second sidebar? Dan, because I don't want to get too much Absolutely. into it. Because it's not on the sheet. Absolutely. Okay, go on. We're uh we're in November. 
Nine days well into November at the time of recording. And uh, William Nylander hasn't signed a contract yet. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's just, let's not quite about it. I, I keep forgetting about that. I keep forgetting about that. And then, and then something will happen and I'll go, oh shit, yeah, William Nylander. I forgot about him. I thought he'd retired. (laughs) (laughs) He was in, he was in an Uber video once and I've not seen him since. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's he's so enraged shouting at his discarded mobile phone that he falls out of the Uber on the highway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just, (laughs) he's just buried under a mound of snow somewhere. Like fucking Jack Nicholson in The Shining. He's like, uh. Ah. All right. A couple of things I want to. Did you see um, Brad Marchand's uh, acting on uh, Colton Sissons? Had a whistle for a stoppage, and Marchand is in a tangle behind the play with Colton Sissons. Now he put his stick up. He thought Sissons was faking. And I think Marshawn was getting a penalty and he's trying to get the referee in the players and Nashville's attention. It was it was pitch perfect. It was like Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> out there. It was amazing. <laughs> that's that's the oh, shit I live for. That is just beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, do you know why? Because that's the kind of thing I I'd want to do. I just felt the same way. And it's hard because he plays for the Bruins, and I I've said it before, but I try so hard to to not talk about Bruins thing because I never want people to think I'm just doing it because it's them but oh it was just amazing I had to include it it was so funny he even threw himself onto the floor he didn't even like mimic it just holding his face he threw himself onto the floor it was was like the two part thing when he's skating away with the lines he's like oh my face my face and then just like oh that's not like a toddler throwing a tantrum just throws himself onto the floor oh Oh, mate great we need more. Did, did he? Did he get like a yeah. misconduct for that? Or yeah, he got he got four minutes. He got two. For, he got two for the high stick, and then two for like a game misconduct. <laughs> for like um oh what do they call it? Unspo- unsportsmanlike. Yeah, yeah. Unsportsmanlike Mate, conduct. Incredible. Isn't it? <laughs> we need more unsportsmanlike penalties in this game. Oh, absolutely. He's close. I think he's close to breaking point. We said, didn't we? Like, what's he going to do? Because there was the big chat, and he's going to be good now, and blah blah blah. And the first thing he did was he just got into a straight up fight, which is what you would expect from a hockey player. Yeah, straight up now fight, he's mimicking assault. Well, yeah, but you know, a yeah. fine line <laughs> compared to compared to other things he does. He was just out in the open. I'm going to punch this guy. Yeah, that's what hockey players do. Okay, fine. I, I, I feel then, like that's an interesting question that someone should pose to Gary Bettman. Would you rather Brad Marchand lick people or straight up assault punch them? Him. <laughs> yeah, straight up punch him in the face. Yeah, <laughs> with no warning. And now he just goes. A, now he's just getting a bit more petty. This is now we're getting back. Now we're getting back towards Marchand, like classic, like Marchand classic. This is where we're going now. He's gonna be doing stuff soon. Now he's now he's mimicking people. I want to see him be called for a penalty that he thinks is unjust, and have him like. I don't know, just sit down on the floor and like, I take his skates off and just be like, nah, I'm not going. No. <laughs> not moving. No. Sit just sat in a cross like position. <laughs> hey, speaking like, of them. Like going going dead weight and they're just dragging him. <laughs> oh, that's the fucking worst when your kids go dead weight. And you tr- like they just kind of put their arms over the head, they kind of go, 
like that. And you're like, put your arms down, I can't pick you up. It's like trying to lift up a bag of potatoes. You're like, like, oh, fucking hell. It's killing me. Did you see um, did you see Lou Cheech last night? Oh, man. And I didn't... And to be fair, I was expecting the hit... He kind of, I think he gets done for... Um, you got a ten thousand. You got a ten thousand dollar fine, which is the maximum allowable. But it wasn't the worst. He just he just basically like it's not even a body check. He just kind of bundles him to the like he he just hit him, but it's more to just get him on the ice and he can stand over him and kind of menace him. <laughs> but Mate, I just this is the shittiest libel I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, the idea of Lucic stalking like, just like, makes me chuckle. If everybody like partners off for a line brawl and it's just like, oh, oh no, we're not. Oh, okay, nobody's doing this. All right, fair enough. <laughs> this is. Oh mate, yeah, I'm seeing the replay now. He just gives him, <laughs> gives him a little tap, and then just slowly, not even slightly interested in forechecking. I don't know. Like he sits on him and. And like starts, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't mind it because I feel that's more a kind of instead of just clocking somebody in the face or I don't know, spearing them or something. It's more that's more like a warning kind of hit. Like, yeah. don't fucking do that again, or we're gonna have a real problem. That's kind of that's thing. That's not on. Think, All right, yeah, yeah. You don't do that shit. To, uh, to shamelessly steal from 31 Thoughts again, and for the last time this podcast, I hope they had an interview of Kevin Bieksa this week, and they asked Bieksa about it, and Bieksa said he'd rather have seen someone else who wasn't Lucic get the rep- retribution, based on the fact that Lucic is the hardest motherfucker in the league, and <laughs> Joseph is like a rookie who isn't a fighter. So it's a bit, I, yeah. I, I, can, I can get behind that. If they just sent, like, I don't know, someone else, you know, Anthony Sorelli or something, or Yanni Gord, or I, d- I don't know who they're, slightly hard. No, wait, no, that's the wrong team. Um, if, yeah, the other way around. If they'd have sent, you know, one of the lesser Oilers, I don't know, Matt Benning or somebody, just to send a message that wasn't... It's like sending Mike Tyson after me, basically. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, wouldn't you get the message? I mean, I wouldn't would. message more? I would, but at what cost? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into that, shall we? <laughs> but for, for all intents and purposes, that is pretty cool. It's pretty fun to see. Yeah, just the okay. slow skate and like, all right, enough of that. I don't know, what did you he know what even do? Do you know uh, Matthew Joseph? Yeah, what did he do? He oh, he checks somebody from behind into the boards. No, oh, mate. I want to say it was Chris Russell. Oh yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is of the uh, pointless, isn't of it? The crazy slap of fame. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, and it wasn't. To be fair, that hit on Chris Russell. That wasn't a good. You know, that wasn't good. But then, oh, why did I hear this? It's, it's Chris sports. Russell. Who who cares about Chris Russell? Apart from but obviously said that the, being refs, the refs, the refs did nothing on the ice to Joseph, and he maybe should have got a penalty for that, and nothing happened. And that Lucic just thought, well, fine then, I'll I'll sort this out, and that's he just went and did it, kind of thing. Um, oh, right, if this yeah. is the game we're going to play, then then we're going to play this game properly. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly that. 
it just tickles me there watching him because you know what's going to happen. He just starts he's just watching him like a shark, isn't he? and that's it. Just wait for him to turn around. There's a there's puck watching and then there's player watching, and he was absolutely player watching. Absolutely. A couple of Canucks things here. Elias Pettersson, uh, a freak. We'll discuss. Uh, yeah, obviously created in a lab in northern Sweden on the border of the Arctic Circle, where they combined. Um, what they were trying to do is create a Swedish Wayne Gretzky, and unfortunately yeah. they were far too focused on the physical attributes of Wayne Gretzky. Uh, fortunately, through no, you know, no result of the actual experiments themselves, he did turn out to be an incredible hockey player. But all they really did was create a very skinny Swedish guy. Did you see the Canucks tweeted out that comparison between his goal and Gretzky's goal? Oh Christ, yeah. <laughs> Louis Erickson passing ahead to another 19-year-old Elias Pettersson with a shot. Scores! A rocket off the stick of Pettersson. Posting in. His 10th of the year. And the Canucks are up 1-0. Smith trying to pick it up in the corner. Comes close to Curry. Curry gets it ahead to Gretzky. Gretzky going in. Suter trying to get back. Gretzky with a shot. Is, Fair play though. That is, Fair play. I like that. That's, I like that. that's that's what team social media is for. Just like outlandish things like that. Yeah, the team social media should be the absolute worst of the worst home <laughs> tweets, shouldn't it? Like it should <laughs> just be beyond any kind of hardcore fan or anything. Yeah, it, it should be stuff that even fans of the team should be like, "Can't make that's a bit much, isn't it?" It is uncanny though, isn't it? It's scarily uncanny how similar they are. It's weird, isn't it? But and, and I mean, to an extent, he plays a similar game to to the great one, just in the fact True. that you know he's very much about his anticipation, his vision, and he's got you know otherworldly puck skills. He's um yeah, he's not dissimilar to the way Wayne played the game. I know it's it's got some um, pretty good stats at the moment. He's a uh... I think five on five has had twenty three shots and scored eight. Jesus, which is like five think, on five. That's, yeah. that is insane. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, oh, there was another one I read as well. Where did I see it? Oh, da, 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 da. So, so he's only had two power play goals all, all season. Yeah, that's uh, that's not bad if you ask me. It's really impressive, isn't it? Really impressive. It's just. <sighs> I don't. I just don't get it. You know, like how is he this good? I don't know. I mean, the thing was is that when the Canucks got him and the draft, they were amazed that they were amazed. They said that they, that they got him, that he actually fell to them. They thought, well, we can't believe we've got him. It, it was you know, one of those times kind of... where where it seemed they were being really sincere when they said he was the top of their draft board. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like my dad said. Um, my dad was working in Liverpool once, and they were renovating, uh, helping to like rebuild this old people's home that had just kind of gone to shit. And they'd go to the pub at dinner, and a guy would come round all the time trying to sell the like trying to sell him and his like his work colleagues building materials that had clearly been fucking half inch from somewhere else. But you know, like oh, you know, I've got like I've got like ten meters of copper wire and all this. Can we be like what from where kind of thing? Anyway, <clears throat> he said that. He came in one day with a nail gun, but like an industrial nail gun. And I've I've held it. Have you ever seen Aliens? Uh, like, no, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, oh. If anyone's seen Aliens, there's a, a gun in it called a pulse rifle. 
my dad's still got this this um, fucking hardcore nail gun. It's like a pulse rifle. It's huge and it weighs a ton, and it will drill nails into anything. I mean, it literally into concrete, like the concrete floor. It will drill them straight down, like six foot, and the nails are only about sort of two foot long. So it's like it's it packs an absolute force, and if you use it all day, you end up with like massive bruises on your shoulder and on your arms because like, you have to, you have to like, it's like a holster and everything. You have to hold it like really properly. Jesus anyway, Christ! I mean, they're worth a fortune, like a fortune. Um, this guy didn't realize this. This scout lad didn't realize that you needed to put charges in for it to work. So you have to put in essentially an explosive charge in for it to punch the the nail. Okay. So he didn't know. He just thought it was broken. So he said to my dad, I'll sell it to you as scrap for five quid. <laughs> and my dad no. said, he said, I could, he said, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. He said, I nearly ripped my arm out of my socket trying to get five quid out of my pocket. <laughs> he said, like, I was so quick. Because <laughs> they're like, they're worth like thousands. And this guy had no idea. And I thought, I just, as soon as I heard this Canuck thing, I was like, God, it's like my dad and that gun. He's like, we couldn't believe he fell to us. Couldn't believe it. Some scouse had came around today. Do, do you want to get Elias Petterson in the draft? We're like, yes, <laughs> we'll take him. Oh dear! You know what I've been thinking about with uh with uh Peterson's start to the year. Person, I've been thinking about a lot, Dan. Of course, Nolan Patrick. Oh my god! That da- da- there you go. Case in point: Who the fuck is Nolan Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fucking hell are you? Who the fucking hell are you? Like. I mean, there was so much hype going into. I know he, I know he didn't go first overall in in the end, and that was partly down to his sort of injury issues. But he was meant to be, and yeah, you know, he wasn't meant to be like Conor McDavid or anything. But it's just funny how things work out, isn't it? And and we're really seeing in in sort of uh, in real time just how inaccurate a science the uh, the draft is. He's having a good start to the year, though, Patrick. To be fair to him. Yeah, you know, four goals, yeah, eight four points. assists, eight points and thirteen. Eight and thirteen, yeah. And yeah. But it's not but it's not a life pattern. It's not quite it's not quite a person, is it? It's not quite a person. I mean it might be funny, yeah, if in five five to ten years or whatever we might be looking back on this and saying Elias who when he's out playing for bloody avant garde on skin KHL or whatever, but <laughs> God bloody hell. It's just, just funny how the, how things like that happen. Who went first? Like, oh, Heesha, wasn't it? Heesha, yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, it was Heesha, Patrick, Haskinen, and then Kale McCarr, who isn't even in the league yet. So there you go. Yeah, Heesha's yeah, 12 points in 13. 52, last, 52 points last year. Patrick had 30 last year. It's uh, it's one of those age-old ones where they say if, if Patterson had been playing in, in the CHL his draft year, he'd have gone first overall. Yeah. Which, I mean, in this day and age, I don't think is necessarily an excuse. <laughs> no, you're right. That's why we have scouting, apparently, folks. That's what they're meant to do. That's their job. Just, just for... Um, say, we know he's playing in this league, but we need this guy. He's electric. He's got the skills. Just uh, just for sort of full disclosure, Kyle McCarr is having a, a monster start to his season. He's got 13 points in eight games for the University of Massachusetts, so fair enough. Oh, well, fair enough, yeah. Fair, fair enough. Um, it's, it's early days. We're only, we're only two seasons removed from the uh, from the draft, but still, Pettersson's coming out as a as a clear number two behind the godly Mira Haskinen. 
<laughs> the problem is, obviously, as soon as Pat, you know, if you if you're like only the fifth player in a hundred years to score ten goals in your first ten games, you're gonna get some sort of headlines, aren't you? It's, yeah, um, you might get one or two things said about you. Yeah, you might get the odd, uh, the odd report written about you now and again. And Did just to link the um, just, sorry, just one last thing to link back to what I was saying about how we're absolute losers and live for the controversy of hockey <laughs> players. I didn't know that he was the fifth player in 100 years to score 10 goals in his first 10 games, yet I knew every last detail about this. I always said it as nonsense. <laughs> did you not know that until I just I, told you? That was the first time I've... I knew he had 10 goals in 10 <laughs> games, but I did not know that he... Um, he, was another, he was another fifth player in, the, yeah, in 100 years. Yeah, that's just crazy. It's crazy. And it's, it's a perfect example of the fact that as, as hockey fans, and I'm just as guilty as it, of this as like anyone else is, we love everything about the NHL apart from the hockey. <laughs> it's so true. No, we're more it's we're so more true. interested in any off ice nonsense than we are in the actual game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but that's just sports nowadays, isn't it? I think that's just life, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean. As sports fans, we have just devolved into the kind of like my my wife was you know if she watches I'm a Celebrity or fucking Strictly Come Dancing or something, and in my, and I'm in my head I'm thinking why are you watching this shite you know just a bunch of fucking no marks talking about bullshit. Meanwhile, I'm like oh my god a Senator's Uber video has been released. What could they have said? <laughs> it's like I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the same thing, but apparently because it's sports stars, you know that's okay. And it's not. It's just the same. It's, you know. I know. Um, something else about the Canucks, which I thought was an absolute missed trick, was that um, did you see uh, Francesco Aquilini tweeting during a game? Oh, alive, he was live tweeting during Christ a game. almighty, that is something, wasn't it? The thing was, as well, I mean, to be fair, it was an amazing game. I think it was a 7-6 Avalanche game, wasn't it? You but, chose the right game to tweet about. He chose a good game, but he just—he was missing a trick. I think when you're the owner, you can pretty much tweet whatever you want. And I think it was a bit too vanilla. And I think he should have just gone all in. Because it was a lot of simple kind of, what a game, or I love the way young players hustle, or, you know, wow, Pettersson, you know, we were lucky to get that guy, so, you know, or anything like that. Except, you know, it, it should have been, I'm going to have that fucking ref, or... Yeah, sit down and cronky, you old fucking hag. Your team's shit. <laughs> I think he, he missed a he missed a trick. Could have really put himself out there. I think the fact that Tony X uh, live tweeting his first ever NHL game was far more interesting and informative than Francisco Aquilini, an <laughs> NHL owner, live tweeting an NHL game. Says it all, really, doesn't it? That's so true. That's so true. I was devastated. I thought, okay, God, he's the owner. He can write whatever he wants. I think I think by default the uh, ownership of the Canucks should be transis, trans, transferred from uh, the Aquilini's to Tony X. Well, there we go. Uh, transferred by Congrats, Tony. congratulations, yeah. Tony. Yeah, well, well done. Um, yeah, there was a couple of bits I could we could have said about this week. Um, Pecker, oh, just we'll quickly go over these. Uh, Pecker and a new oh, two year contract. Completely um, forgot about this. Um, yeah, was it five million? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a decent 
Cathy, I think, is low enough that, and I mean, you can't, you can't cut bait on on a goalie that's been that good for you for so long and is is continuing to be good for you. And I think, yeah. you know, David Boyle has got to really be hoping that even if it's not this year, in those next two years, Yusuf Soros is going to become, you know, force his way into being the number one goaltender. Otherwise, they yeah. might end up in, in the situation that the Blues are in, where they've <laughs> forced Jake Allen into a number one position when maybe he's not quite ready for it. Or maybe yeah, he never maybe. will be quite ready for it. Yeah, maybe he's not the guy. Maybe he's not oh, God. the goalie. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I'm fine. And then the other thing I noticed was was that I feel that I know it's the uh, the NHL, it's the it's the parody league, but even this early on, the whole league feels just a very big kind of mush at the moment. Aside from the Preds and the Lightning, nobody seems to have any kind of momentum or greatness yeah, about them. Yeah, standard, standard procedure of, though, isn't it? Like it's it's too early in I the guess. day. I don't know why I'm feeling. I don't know why I feel like this more now, though. I'm not sure, and I wonder if some of the the gaps of the teams we thought we were going to be bad of, well, clearly some of them are definitely not as bad as we thought they were going to be. Um, I, don't, I, don't I think Maybe that's just, definitely part of it. Me. You think teams like the Canucks and the and the Senators and the Islanders, the Canucks and the Islanders especially, haven't been the punching bags that we thought they were going to be, and even the Senators, they've won at least a game to my knowledge. So they're not as bad as we were expecting them to be. So like, you know, teams teams are losing points in games that we'd expect them to to take them. Even Detroit are getting results against some people. I mean, like they they beat the Canucks who were on absolute tear to begin with. So yeah, it's just not. I think I think it's just early doors. Really, I bet we'll get to sort of February time and we'll be looking at the standings and thinking, yeah, that's about right. I suppose we'll look them out in the wash at the end. Yeah, uh, and then. Um, one last little thing was you wanted me to mention about free kicks in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, which is probably going to be a very um, poorly formed conversation we're about to have about free kicks. <laughs> I was just thinking... Now, again, I just just quickly, just quickly, because we have to remember, not every single person who hears this will be a football fan. Now, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they, you know, maybe they won't be. But just quickly, if a foul is committed by a player outside of the square box near the goal, you get a free kick, which is you can stand over the ball, the ball is not moving, and you can kick that ball anywhere you want. It is essentially a free kick. And Will sent me a message saying, why the no, like, how could you have free kicks in hockey? And I thought, I don't know. So, well, the floor, <laughs> the floor is yours. Well, I was, Off you go. I'd, I, saw, um, I saw a tweet. I think it was a tweet. Someone saying... Um, Oh, I'm not going to do it justice at all, but it was like, is there a better feeling in the world than having someone about to take a free kick and you say, this is going in, and then it actually goes in? Well, that is okay. that is the pinnacle of life itself, really, Dan. And I was just thinking that free kicks in, in association football are fantastic. They are potentially the most exciting part of football, I would, I would wager. Having a good direct free kick close to the box where you think, oh, this could be, yeah, you've got... You've got Ronaldo standing over it. Say the Kieran Trippier free kick in, in the World Cup. Nice little yeah. relatively recent example of, of excitement from a free kick. Free kicks are fucking quality. I was thinking, how can we recreate that excitement in a similar situation in um in NHL hockey? And I will be honest, Dan, 
I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I think if, if there was the closest an answer, thing in hockey is a is a penalty shot. That's the closest thing, isn't it? No, but that's it. That, that's that's, that's more of a penalty though, isn't it? Because that's that's mano a mano, like free kicks. You've got the wall ten yards out. Yeah, there is an element of right. We get to kick the ball once without you know being impeded by the other team. But once once we've touched the ball, all bets are off. Whereas in a penalty, the other team shot, has to be the other team has to be ten yards away as well, don't they? they exactly. Be, you know, a, there's like a circle. It's like like we said before. It's like um, Putin playing hockey. There's like an <laughs> impenetrable ring around him that no one can get to. And like uh, the the defending team has all their players out there, they can position them where they want, you know, as long as they're outside yeah. of that 10-yard circle. Um, so, yeah, I think the closest thing I got was like, like a free face-off sort of thing. So, say you put the, you put the puck on one of the dots, let's say, let's say like the left circle or whatever, and then the attacking team just get to play the face-off. So like you you don't have you don't have an, a defending player in for the dot. You have five players outside of the dot, and then you could set up for like you know maybe you play it back to the point and you can get like a, a tic tac toe sort of play. But I did wonder whether that's a bit too easy. I'm thinking the opposite because I'm thinking if it's a free if it's a free face off, and you're an offensive you're obviously you're the offensive player taking the face off. There's now four skaters versus five skaters. Because the defensive team won't have, unless unless the defensive team has to keep, they have their own like circle, say five yards or something. Because well, no, you be, just be, man up. You just it'd man be up the same. Everyone, this is it. It'd be the same situation as like a regular face off. So you have your team either side of the circle, and then you can't go within the circle. So say even if you set up with like, you know, your two D men on the point, you you couldn't have. Like you know, away players on the other side of you know man, man marking those D men, and then say you put like a winger far over at the far boards, you know a player could go with him, but he couldn't be right on him, sort of thing. He'd still have I guess to have you that. would have to say that the defensive player who would have been taking the face off has to stand as a wall and not move or something, whereas everyone else can move. No, no. I think you can still you can still just position it as you would in a regular face off because there's enough limitation on where you can put your players on a face off as it is. True, true. So I, th- I, I think I think that was the closest thing because and then there's still nothing stopping someone taking a shot straight from the face off. But I think ultimately it's not it's not necessarily a transferable situation. Unfortunately, you know what you need. You need four new dots on the rink. That are free kick dots. <clears throat> so you have the f- free, yeah, free hit dots. Free, yeah, free kick dots. You have the you have the the face off um, circles, and then forty five degrees and forty five degree angle, but maybe say halfway back again to the um, to the blue line, and that's like because because you, you you would have to be you have to have some fucking shot. You you'd never really you wouldn't just take a shot, would you, from the fake because the angles are ridiculous. The angle would have to be more favourable if you wanted to take a shot to give the option if you wanted to to take a shot. What about this? You combine that idea <laughs> brainstorm it's with like pool, yeah. <laughs> Somewhat, so you like you like this, do you? 
someone yeah. someone pots the white, then you can put the white wherever you want to put it within reason. So you can put it, you can have the park wherever you want within the face of circle to then take your take your free hit. That's better, yeah. Anywhere within the face-off circle is all right. That's a bit better. I yeah, it's not. It. It's not perfect, but I think we should. Uh, we but should then get older. What, the... But then, but then what? <laughs> you'd have to just because you can't then you can't have a double punishment for one penalty. So like, if the penalty is like high sticking, is that you lose a man? But for something like tickling, <laughs> it's a free kick. <laughs> nah, all or licking, all elective penalties. Or maybe, maybe you get one free kick per period on a penalty. Nah, nah, you get to you get to choose. No. Do you want do you want your two minute power play or do you want your uh, do you want your free kick or do you want your hit? Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's not bad. I do quite for a live to... brainstorm. Yeah, I think I think we fixed the NHL basically. This is gonna be... <laughs> this is gonna increase hey, scoring. You... It's gonna reduce concussions. <laughs> it's gonna do the lot. Increase hockey related revenue. Yeah. Hey, hockey fans, and we know you like your sport so much. We thought we'd try and turn it more into soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we decide why why players need to be eleven aside. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, why there should only be three substitutions in a game? <laughs> His ice time is fifty-seven minutes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Can you hear the wonderful hum of my uh, washing machine in the background there, Dan? Uh, no, I can't. Oh, it's making a lovely, lovely little um, little buzz on my Audacity feed. I can't hear it, but no doubt when I put this show together, I will hear it. <laughs> when, I, when I go into Audacity and put it together. It's probably going to be a favourable sound to uh, to my my nasally voice <laughs> and my takes. Or your free kick, yeah, <laughs> your free kick takes. <laughs> Yeah, in opposition to to Will's takes, we're just going to play the sound of a washing machine over the top. <laughs> oh dear! All right, let's go on to man versus coin flip. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Call it a bad week for you last week, Will. No, oh. uh, your your you still have a two point lead, so that is something. But God damn right, you did have a five point. You did have a five-point lead, and it's now down to two. And we all know how this lead. how this ended last season when I had a massive lead. Yeah. And, uh, well, we you won't speak about it. No. Um, okay, this week's games: uh, Avalanche Jets. Ooh. Oh, see, that's that's a harder game than than it would have been a couple of years ago. That's right. I, f- I fancy the Avs. I'm, I'm going to go with the Avs. Blimey! Bold predictions. Um, Isles Panthers. Oh fucking hell! You got to go with the hot hand, haven't you? Got to go with the Isles. Got to go with the uh, the dead the dead men raft. Um, <laughs> They're gonna float to safety <laughs> on those. They're gonna the buoyant way to two points. The buoyant bodies of Jan Kovar and Matt Martin. <laughs> Wait, did did Jan Kovar actually get like bought out, or did he just get sent down to the AHL? Oh, I think went down. Oh, after lockdown. I think I, I think he just got sent down. I think he just got sent down. But it was so like lead, it, leading leading KHL scorer to AHL fodder. It's my boy Vadim Shapachov all over again. Oh god, it is. Yeah. God, I can't even see him listed on here now. 
It doesn't exist. He's actually been murdered. <laughs> William Nylander no chokes him to death. Yeah. <laughs> In the back of an Uber. <laughs> and then Eugene Melnick harvests his organs. Jesus. Wow, that's a that's a three joke callback there. Uh, we're, we're getting ridiculous with these now. We're getting really good at this. <laughs> I know. No, we're not. <laughs> All right, Christ, let's go. Flames Kings. Uh, <laughs> get back on point here. Um, oh, that's that's hard for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. The see, Flames have been sneaky good so far this season. Have they though? I thought they've been a bit crap. Unless I'm sure they were. I'm sure. I was, like, <laughs> I am sure. I was looking at the um, the top of the Pacific the other day, and they were right. They were right at the top. I I was under now. the the impression that they've been uh, struggling to score goals, but they are second. Yeah. So uh, and with the game in hand on Vancouver, <laughs> so I uh, I retract my statement. That's an easy one, Dan. The Calgary Flames. <laughs> Are obviously going to be the LA Kings. <laughs> okay, uh, Canucks Rangers. Oh fuck no! Um, the Canucks. Yeah, you got to say the Canucks there, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. But the wheels are going to fall off at some point, aren't they? I suppose. Pettersson's going to stop uh, go- scoring at a goal per game pace at some point, isn't he? <laughs> you would think so. Well, yeah, last night when they scored eight past the Bruins and he didn't score one of them. Well, he's still sitting on ten goals in ten games, isn't he? Or is he, was, that, was that his eleventh game? Not his eleventh game last night. Ah. Kai is a shadow of his former self. Ty, he's lost it already. Absolutely um, lost it. That's it. The, that's it. The Vancouver media's already turned on him. They love to build people up and then just destroy them. He's going to he's gonna get do. shipped out like Shapachov. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Blackhawks, Hurricanes. Uh, oh, I've got to go with the Canes, haven't we? Like it's all it's all over in uh, in Illinois, isn't it? And I, that is, I did pick the Kings and the Black Hawks for a reason this week, obviously. Um, bloody hell! All right, a bumper show this week. Cheers, listening, folks. If you want to get in touch with us on Twitter? You can at Dan Straight Edge. Will you are at W E V E V E R E T T, and at Two Brits One Puck number two number one. Um, I don't think there's going to be a show next week, people, because I am on holiday. Uh, abroad now if there's some crazy kind of breaking <laughs> maybe, maybe there'll be some more senators news who knows um, we might try and see if we can cobble something together but I doubt there'll be a show next week so uh, yeah on that Will any last words uh, where are you going on holiday remind me I don't know it's either oh, yeah, or... yeah I remember <laughs> it's a little behind the scenes here folks is that I don't enjoy going on holiday. I'd rather just stay at home, which I know I understand is crazy. But you've and been on I like four holidays in the last year. I haven't. I D- Dan, you've been on enough holidays that I said to Grace earlier, oh, we've got to record early because Dan's going on a holiday in the morning. And she was like, bloody hell, he goes on a lot of holidays, doesn't he? <laughs> I've been abroad twice this year, but I've had lots of... And we've been to like London, Lincoln... Centre Parks, um, went to Wales for a weekend. You've been to Centre Parks twice kind of... in the last year. I'll, I'll tell you that for true, haven't you? Yeah, we went in April this year and went in the November the year before that. It, exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's four holidays at least with a bunch of trips as well. <laughs> a bunch of mini breaks as well. Yeah, that is true, actually. You've got a lot of holidays, but Anyway, mate. It's not a bad thing. I'm not going to you know, kink shame you for it, but... 
No, it's just the truth. But I don't enjoy. I don't. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy going abroad. I just. I just. I'd rather stay at home. I know. I know that's probably. I know there's probably people right now just yelling at me for being an ungrateful twat, which maybe I am. I don't know. But I'm just a home. I'm just a homebody. I like. I like being in my house and chilling out. I think. I think you do know. Deep in your heart of hearts, (laughs) like like Marty Raymond, you do know. Yeah, but if I see a video of my wife in an Uber talking about me, I'll be devastated. I'll be devastated. Says fucking arsehole, doesn't even want to go on holiday with me. <laughs> what a twat. <laughs> fucking so ungrateful. I hate him. Like, oh my god. Those things you said about me. <laughs> okay, I thought that's a good point to leave on. We'll see you next week, folks. Take it easy. Peace.